0: Welcome to the Motivation Without the Hype podcast with your host, Jez Perez. He's an author, high-performance coach, and motivational speaker. This show brings you inspiring messages and interviews to unleash your greatness in life and in business. So let's get started.
1: Hi everyone welcome to motivation without the hype podcast show my name is jez perez a former procrastinator into an action taker we bring you inspirational messages and interviews including motivational insights tips principles and proven strategies that you can take action on without the hype in unleashing your greatness in life and in business now we appreciate you plugging in and spending time with us and we have a very special guest, and I'm super grateful to have her on the show, a fellow Aussie as well, same in the backyard in Queensland, which is the best state, even though I'm from Sydney. Uh, but now we have a guest. Her name is Simone Millicis. She has been the forefront cutting-edge creation and business development for over two decades. Take note, two decades. She is the founder of Joy Business, mentoring entrepreneurs around the globe to create greater wealth and happiness, and was instrumental in growing personal development company Access Consciousness. From four to 176 countries. Now, in addition, she's also the best-selling author to relationships. Are you sure you want one? Her other two books, Joy Business and Getting Out of Debt Joyfully, are available in multiple languages and will provide all the show notes that are available to you. Simone, welcome to the podcast show.
0: Thank you, Jez. Thank you for having me here. In the best state, I too was born in Sydney. <laughs>
1: which is the warmest day, by the way, guys. And it's so uh, grateful to have you really on the show, really to have a, a fellow Aussie. So, uh, Samet, please tell us who you are and what you do.
0: Well, it's funny when you say, you when you went two decades, two decades, and I was talking to someone the other day and I said, I was living in London and I went 30 years ago and I went, am I that old? And I was like, I still think <laughs> of myself as being like 35 or something. So yeah, it's funny that you say that. And look, short synapsis is I've always been interested in business like and as I you know grew up at at high school every year for some reason it helped me I would put this saying on my pencil case and I would write it on there and it said imagine what you would do if you knew you couldn't fail because to me nothing made sense to me you know you were supposed to like figure out what you're meant to do you know when you leave school when you're at high school what subjects you're going to do you you know had this whole thing mapped out and I was like I don't know what I want to do The two things I knew I did desire to do was see the world, had a big desire to see the world, and create my own business. And everyone used to say to me, well, what business? And I'd go, I don't know yet. I just want to create a business because, to me, a business is something that you can get out there into the world to create a change, you know, to invite people to something possible, to have way too much fun. And I thought that's how everyone looked at it, but apparently they don't. So I traveled the world I wrote all this I used to write and write and write and write all this stuff of what I would like to get out there into the world so the first business I created was good vibes for you and it was basically about changing the way people looked at themselves each other and the world and I would have all these inspirational you know sayings and things like that I mean you're from Australia I used to do all of the music festivals for years and I ended up doing uh, merchandise for Missy Higgins and Pete Murray and went on tour with them and did all this sort of stuff. And then at the same time, I met Access Consciousness uh, and went to a, a Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, went to a, a seminar with him, and I sat there in the audience just going, oh, my goodness, this is everything that I would like to create in the world. You know, I, I had this concept of almost like shaking people by the shoulders saying, don't you get it, there's something else. And he had these tools and these processes and these questions of actually how to change areas of your life that you think are not working for you. So, me being me, quickly, you know, found myself in Houston, Texas, yeah. going to some classes. Wow, and,
1: in Texas.
0: Yeah, I know. And I was in Houston. I mean, Australians, you know, we would usually go to LA, New York. Like, they're the places that you, you know, you think of. And I was in Texas just going, this is like another world. This is like so different. And and then I became the worldwide coordinator of that um, uh, business for 18 years, hence we were in four countries when we started. And, you know, that's been a fun, fun journey of expanding the business of access consciousness around the world, literally by listening and following the demand of, of what's out there in the world. And now, you know, I think we're in more than 176 countries now. And yeah, I know. And then, and now I, You know, I facilitate a lot of the major classes, and yeah, written books, and here I am today. And I was just saying yesterday, I am the happiest I've ever been so far. I'm asking for more happy, but I'm just and I
1: I can see it in your face, despite despite the the early days. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, right. Now that's awesome. Now you've been, you know, the forefront of business and we, we, we just read through the bio, but what were your key learnings along the way? And what are the things that you s- succeeded? Um, and you know, what were the, you know, the peaks and the troughs? What was that major key learning that kept you going?
0: Look, I think the main thing and, and I've got to say it's using the tools of access consciousness because most of us, you know, try and control things, try and get it right, et cetera. And you know, to me, I was never surrounded by people who went, you know, go for it. What do you know about this? What do you know? What do you know? What do you know? It was sort of like look around and look at industry standard, you know, then maybe base yourself on that. Don't go too much outside the box, you know. I mean, my father was very, very – he died um, about 10 years ago, but he was very – um He was very helpful and very supportive, and he was like, Simone, you have to choose your life. And he was like, I'm here for you, but you need to choose it, which I'm really grateful for in the way he he taught me that growing up. And with with the business of access, we, we like, literally listened to the demand. Like, if you, you know, built out a business plan and gone, right, because we were in U.S., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, where would you go next, you know? You'd pick an English-speaking country. You would do, you know, all this. The next place that we opened up was Korea and it's like that makes no logical sense. Like Korea, UK and then Italy were the next three countries. So but what we did was we listened. Because if you if you just stop and ask like you know what other possibilities are available. It's like you're here and there were so many expats in Korea that were finding out about access consciousness and wanted us to go there. So I really do think the it's imperative to be in question and it's one of the tools that we would use in access too is like asking questions. Because as you ask a question, all these doors open up and you have this download, this awareness, you know, and then all these possibilities show up and then you choose. You've got to choose. I cannot tell you how many people, you're probably the same, spoken to people who talk about what it is that they desire, but they don't frigging choose it. And it's like, you have to choose, take some action. You may stumble and fall. Yeah. But pick yourself up and and what are you going to do now? It's like, You know, I've made probably more bad choices than most people have actually chosen, but I've chosen, you know, and choose. Yeah. And then, and then, like, so you're asking questions, these possibilities open up and you're choosing, and then contribution. So to me it's like there are four elements of creation, question, choice, possibility, and contribution. And the contribution is interesting because so many people look at contribution and go, oh, it's a one-way street. What can I contribute to you? Like I was talking to a friend yesterday and he kept saying about what he wants to, you know, what he wants to give, gift, um, contribute. And I went, what if you actually started receiving as well? Because it's this two-way street, you know, and, and there's such a gifting in receiving and receiving and gifting as well. And to me, that's a really different energy that we can function from on the planet. So it's, you know, I, I'm all for like looking at money and, and revenue streams and all that. I love that as well. But to me, there's something so much bigger and greater if you're willing to just stop, have some you know, some space, relax, and listen to what next and ask questions. Because otherwise, we tend to control what can show up rather than going, wow, what is actually truly possible?
1: Yeah, and that's powerful because not many people do that. They think of what they thought is best for them but not actually listening and asking those questions, and being more inquisitive, being more curious, being in a vulnerable state to say, "Okay, I'm willing yeah. to be open." And I think that's how you expand it in your business. Is hey, I'm listening to the market. Let's go to there rather than oh, I'll go through my own intuition and do what's best that I think would be great, but not going into the market and really being, you know, those four elements that you've mentioned has created that significant value around it. So that's that's really key learning now. You're a bestselling author as well, so I want to get into that. Um, You know what inspired you to write this book, and what were the things that come, you know, that came out of it that people start to gravitate to?
0: Okay, so I've written three books, and the first book I wrote was uh, Joy of Business, and you know, I I remember at writing that, and and Gary, you know, my friend and like the founder of Access, said to me, "Don't call it that," and I said, "Why not?" And he goes, "People won't get it," and I went, "But that's what it is," and he went, "But they won't get it; they don't do business for the joy of it." and i was like i'm calling it that you know hands on hips i'm calling it that because that's what it is you know and and admittedly when i first released the book people were sort of like is this woman crazy you know now it's i think in 16 languages and and is really successful and has given people a lot of freedom and for me the i really thought that everyone looked at business from the joy of it and would choose something to create their life as from the joy of it like what 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 is fun for you that can bring you money sort of thing? And I realized, oh, that's not the way people look at it. Like I remember in a bar one day in Sydney, this friend of mine said to me, he said, Simone, I just got this new job. And he said, Simone, you make me sick how much um, job satisfaction you get. And I went, what are you talking about? And he went, do you realize every job you get, you get so excited about it. Most people are like, you know, hanging for Friday. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. And with Monday, it's like, wow, we've got the whole week to create, you know? And he was like, you're weird. So I think realizing that I'm weird and different, there's a whole lot of other people out there who are weird and different and there's another possibility available. And then the Getting Out of Debt Joyfully was my second book. And, look, Jez, I created myself to be an absolute financial mess. I I And it was from my point of view, like I did things like, you know, I don't need money. I can, you know, I can live without money. And I was doing business in India and then coming home and wearing a bindi on my head and long-flowing skirt and no shoes and, you know, da-da-da, this whole went through all these different phases and really created myself to be financial mess. I, I realized at one point I was 187000 Australian dollars in debt and went, oh, I have to do something about this. So I did. I started using the access consciousness tools, which I resisted a lot. I thought they were stupid and dumb. But I also realized what I'm choosing is not working, so I have to look at something different here. So I did. So that's what that book is about, and it has a lot of tools um, that can, you know, either create you don't have to be in debt to to get something out of this book. It's also about creating, you know, more financial wealth. And then the third book, which I think is hilarious that I wrote, was with my ex and it's called Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? And we put it into a question because we were like we desire people to, to be in question. Like, you know, nowadays it's not a necessity. You're not, you know, the odd one out if you're single. In fact, almost now you're the odd one out if you're in a relationship, you know? So there is more choice, but what if you could have choice with no judgment? So we, we actually launched that book in the U S and we had all these TV shows and everything. And we split our relationship up. Our PR agent nearly had a heart attack and we were like, don't worry about it. We've got this, you know, because we were in question. So But that book also, a lot of people used to ask us how we were creating our relationship and, you know, it was different. It's like there was a lot of tools that we were using and and questions we were asking that were different. So it's a very vulnerable book, actually. We put a lot of stories in there that people are like, you put that into a book? And we're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. So, yeah. So that's the three books that I have out at the moment.
1: Cool. And we'll make sure we'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, You know, so many key insights that you shared so far and it's been enlightening in, in terms of, you know, our, you know, journey through personal development and business development. One of the things that you share um, in your podcast show, as well as you share um, with your clients is the question of, you know, what stress and overwhelm is what we invent or create? Um, and this is one of the questions that are normally asked. What are your thoughts and insights about, you know, that we create and invent stress and overwhelm?
0: Yeah, look, I think it's an interesting, um, thing to look at because I've done it myself where I go to, Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. And what I would ask is the next time you're doing that, like if you're listening to this show and you go, Yeah, I relate to that. What if you stopped relating to it? Because that is the easy way to go, I'm overwhelmed, you know, and then you start to start to contract and you go, Oh, I can't do this, you know. Okay. What if you just created with that point of view? You've just. You've just like stopped anything else showing up and you've stopped being in question, which is the whole thing which I spoke about at the beginning. So what I would ask is that you stop, like when you have that energy come up, stop, just stop, 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 and then give yourself a moment and ask a question, is there another possibility here? Is there another choice? Because there's so many other choices. I mean, it could be at one stage, you know, I'm a control freak of magnitude and you know, um, a guy I was working with said, "You need to get an assistant." And I was like, "I can't get an assistant. How can I do that? <laughs> I do it myself you
1: know? exactly." Yes.
0: Yeah. And then, and I, I mean, now I have like about five assistants around the world. So, and I'm so grateful for them all. Uh, and but what I did was I started my day, and I, and I would everything I was doing, I went, "Could somebody else do this?" And I realized there was like one, the first job I ever gave away was driving to the post office to pick up the mail, bring it back, open it, pay the bills, file. And I went, somebody else could do this. And that was like an hour and a half out of my day. And I was like, oh, that was easy. And so I started being in question of what else is possible. But also when you go to overwhelm, ask, what am I avoiding with this choice? And what am I proving with overwhelm? Because most of the time you're not actually willing to have a look at what else is underneath it. And there's always something else underneath it that is stopping you from choosing something greater and confining and going to this overwhelm. I mean, Jez, I don't know about you, but my, you know, my family for years were always like, you work too hard, you do this, you do that. And I'm like, you know, people go, do you get to have a holiday? I'm like, a holiday from what? from consciousness. I'm like, I'm good. You know, I get to travel the world and, and, and have a lot of fun doing what I'm doing. It's like, I don't need to take a week off and, and do that. And yet in saying that I do practice random acts of, you know, like yesterday I went to the beach for a swim and I don't take my phone and I don't do stuff like that. Like I, I do give my, allow myself that space so that I can be, for me, it's like that. Um, I want to say, in touch with nature, with my being and my body, like, and it it does a lot for me. So maybe if you're in overwhelm, you should, you know, give yourself some nature space.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, um, and those who are watching and listening to the podcast show, um, it's easy to just go with the overwhelm and it's just, you know, subconsciously automatic, but not having that conscious awareness. Oh, let's just question it. How do you build that habit? Is it more on, okay, i got to be consciously aware of it to say, okay, I am overwhelmed, but let's question it because it's easy to just go, Oh, I'm overwhelmed. And you, and and your day's ruined pretty much. And people are just so used to that type of habit.
0: How do we change
1: that type of that (laughs) habit to say, and being aware of it?
0: So this is very complicated tool. Okay. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? (laughs) One of the things I do is I get sticky notes and I, and I write a question and I put it on my bathroom mirror because, I'm, you know, hopefully you're brushing your teeth twice a day, right? And it's like so as I'm brushing my teeth, it's like then I would ask a question or I remind myself or I put reminders in my phone because we do tend to forget. And like you said, it's easy to go to something like stress and overwhelm. What if you made yourself uncomfortable and never functioned from stress and overwhelm? No matter who is choosing what around you. I mean, we're in December now. It's like this is I know, at the end being,
1: of the year. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it's a crazy time. It's like I mean yeah. in Australia, everyone's on holidays. It's, you know, it's summer, it's Christmas.
1: They've started <laughs> holidays in November. right. I'm like, dude,
0: you know, it's <laughs> yeah. clockwork, you know? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. that's just awesome. But <laughs> but it is a crazy time. So then you yeah. go, it's a crazy time. So then how many people go to stressed out? And and I'm sorry, I, I wish that Christmas day was the best friggin' day of the year for everyone, but most of the time it's not like you have to deal with family and some people out there, the rare ones have a good family, but most people have family who surround them and are not actually empowering them to be everything they be. You know, I don't know about you, but it's like I'm always – I'm the black sheep. They think I'm the weirdest thing in the world, you know, and it's like I actually don't spend Christmas with my family anymore. It's like I haven't for years since my father died and it's like because I choose to do what works for me. It's like I don't want to be overwhelmed going to my family, you know, Christmas, you know, lunch, etc. It's not fun. And it's like so what if you actually started choosing what was fun for you? And that's a simple question. Like you could write that on a sticky note or or, you know, anywhere that it is for you, on your computer – what would be fun for me to choose today? And here's, here's the other thing. How many of you have gone to the judgment that you're not meant to choose what's fun? I'm sorry, what if the purpose of life is to have way too much fun? Like, you know, stop getting out of that rat race and everything that you've got to get right in life whilst judging yourself is wrong and start asking, if I was really choosing for me today and choosing what was fun, what would I choose?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's important to put those questions. And, you know, by the way, sticky notes is not, you know, not weird. You know, I used to do that when I was trying to, you know, when I was, you know, losing weight, I'll put like a, an image there at my door every single day I look at it. Right. Um, and then I got results. Um, one of the things I use for reminders as well, like I have like an affirmation and usually I have my meetings at 10 and 3 p.m. And usually before that, like a pop up goes, you know, I'm empowered today. You know, I'm here to contribute to my team like all these affirmations and, and it just pops up on reminders. And, and again, yeah. it, to, to some others, it may be weird, but again, you're just having that self-awareness. Like, yep. Okay, cool. I'm recharged again. And just those little things makes a huge difference. So by you saying that, that's not weird. You know, that's like rewiring your mind. So, hey, yep. Constantly yeah. getting reminded, constantly asking questions. So you can actually answer those questions. It's and one simple. of the things that you said, um, I think on one of your podcast episodes is about, you know, what if there were no Problems, but only possibilities. Yeah. Like, have you, you probably use that a lot, but what's your key insights about that whole type of question?
0: Okay. So, the way I've discovered over the years is the problems you have are invented, right? So, it's, and it's usually because something hasn't shown up the way you thought it should show up or, you know, anything. I mean, that saying that I said I grew up with imagine what you'd do if you knew you couldn't fail. Well, to me, there is no failure. It's like, you know, I mean, and I've I've lost money, made money, you know, done all these different things. But like I said, I've chosen what I have done is gain awareness from every choice I've made. And most of the time where people, you know, think, oh, that was a, you know, that didn't work out. It's like, but what (laughs) awareness did you gain? You know, it's huge. So for me, it's so much about every time you think you've got a problem, Stop again and ask, okay, if this wasn't a problem, what possibility would be available? Like turn wow. the problems into yes. a possibility. That simple. Love that. Yeah. I mean it could be, oh, well, I don't go, I don't choose this, you know, because you you set your mind on something but you're allowed to actually change your mind. Like one of the tools we talk about is, is choosing in 10-second increments and people think that's fickle. No, it's not. It's smart. It's like this 10 seconds, what will I choose? The next 10 seconds, what will I choose? The next 10 seconds. So if you're living your life and your business and your choices in 10-second increments, it allows you to sort of, you know, divert, change. And it's like change with, you know, the energy of what's showing up. Like I would use an analogy of um, I like snow skiing. And, you know, when you're skiing and you're going down a hill, it's like you can't work out exactly what that's going to be like. You can go, okay, I'm going to go fast, I'm going to go here, but you've got to change. There might be, you know, a stick, a snow a kid, a tree. So you've got to be able to change all the time. Well, why can't we do that in our whole entire life? In everything with our businesses, all of it. It's like change, 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 but always being questioned. What next? What next? So it's like all the, um, all the problems. That you've decided you have. This is, this is one of the weirdest things with access consciousness, right? But it's the energy's there. So I'm just going to go for it. It's like all the problems you've decided you have where you destroy and uncreate it and destroying and uncreating is just like, you know, pressing the delete button, a new slate. And then here's the access consciousness clearing statement. It's everything that that is right and wrong, good and bad, pocket and pot all nine shorts, boys, provids and beyonds. And there's a whole. Bunch of stuff on that if you look up com. But basically, everything is energy. And we create these fixed points of view, you know, the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that we buy from others as well. And what if we could just go delete, 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 and have this blank slate, this blank canvas every day that has no judgment and is functioning from, you know, question, choice, possibility, and contribution, Different, different realities available for all of us. There's so many possibilities, and we keep shutting them off. Yes,
1: I love it. Oh, man, that's amazing. No problems, only possibilities. Yeah. Simone, I ask this question to every guest that's on the show. What is your meaning of motivation without the hype and how do you use motivation for your personal success?
0: Um, okay, so I would say choosing for myself and coming out of judgment and there has been so many areas of my life that I've judged nonstop like for me my body was something I just judged for years and years and years and years and years years, you know which is interesting when I actually came out of judgment my body started changing you know and then you know money it's like judge that and it's like come out of that so my I'm gonna say my self-motivation would be Like, listen to what is available. The universe is opening up doors for you, like left, right, and center, above, behind, everywhere. And, you know, I was watching this show the other day and this Aboriginal elder said, you know, listen with your own ears and see with your own eyes. And I was like, that just nailed it for me. It's like, stop trying to choose based on everybody else. It's like, you can hear, you know. And, I mean, you'll know, the Aborigines, they – They believe that everything has memory. So they believe the land, the trees, the bush, everything has memory. And they literally, if you stop and listen, you can hear the elders talking to you. But if you, for me, it's like if you stop and listen, you can hear consciousness in the universe talking to you, like stop the chatter of everybody else and start choosing what works for you.
1: Yes. Awesome. Love it, Samirn. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, well, so it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show, really. And it was awesome. It's such a privilege as well. And you know what? For more information on how you can get in touch with Simone, look at our show notes on the provided links. And please do connect with her and follow her as well. All the links, websites, social media, as well as her products on her books available, all on provided on the show notes as well. Now, if this episode has been helpful and uplifting, we'd love for you to write a review to inspire more listeners to get plugged in. We will continue to provide high-value content in each and every episode. If you don't mind sharing this podcast show on social media or inviting others, it would mean the world to me. Every time you tag me or tag us, we will get the opportunity to share those posts. And together, we can make a difference in the lives of others through inspirational episodes just like this. So there you have it. In closing, continue to unleash your greatness and tell yourself that I can, I will, and I must. And we'll see you on the next episode.